Hello, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining the Confessions of a Military Spouse podcast. We are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. Candace is an active duty military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today. As always, we highly encourage you to share our podcast. Also, we definitely appreciate any and all feedback. So if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Confessions of a Mill Spouse. So um, last week, the week before, I'm not really sure, but anyway, time just blurs together nowadays. Um, <laughs> Candace sent me a really funny article um, from militaryspouse.com, and I will actually try to link the article in the like caption of this podcast so you guys can go and look at it. Um, but the title of it is five and then in parentheses, it says modern or five things. And then in parentheses, it says modern military spouses will never agree on. So we thought it would be really fun to take those five things, um, put them out there and discuss them and how we feel about them. So without further ado, let's dive in. So, um, the first one is whether or not to tip the movers when you're moving. Um, and interestingly enough for me, to be honest, I never really thought about it. Me Um, either. Yeah. (laughs) Me either. That thought has literally never crossed my mind. My biggest concern is always, do I feed them? Do I not feed them? Do I offer them something to drink? Do I not offer them something to drink? Like that has always been my biggest concern. And I've never, ever, 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 ever thought about tipping them. And in a sense, it, it does kind of make sense that you would tip them or even think about tipping them because they are there doing a job. Um, so to see that to me was just like, Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a thing. And then at the same time, I'm like, crap, this 10 years that I've been a military spouse or whatever, like I've never tipped them. Yeah. So do you? (laughs) So I don't, and I'm like you, like I never, um, I never thought it was a thing. And if you kind of read the article, it says like, you know, do you give them Gatorade or water, offer them something to drink or eat? And so we always do that. We've always done that. Um, When we moved to Japan, when we moved back, when we were, when we settled in North Carolina, you know, we were like, do you want some water? All that kind of stuff. So we do that. I just never thought like when someone says tip somebody, I think like, you know, when you you, like you tip your waiter, right? Like that's, that's what I, I thought. And I was like, oh, I, do people do that? So I know like, I want to know if people do that. If anyone's actually done that, yes, because it's I, just we like, are yeah, definitely wanna... going <laughs> to need the people to weigh in on this one because, I mean, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't realize that that was like a thing. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I guess like I understand it because like if you get your car washed, 
yeah, like a full service place. Usually you tip the last person that gives you the keys, right? Yeah. Because they're like the main person who's done your car. But then I also look at it like, um, well, I don't tip like dry cleaners. Ooh, but should you? You know, <laughs> but should you? You know, so now I'm like, but like you don't tip your cashier, you know? Mm, I'm like, hmm. True. And I think for us, really, I thought back to the last time when we moved here in North Carolina and there was like this really old man with this young dude who was moving all of our stuff and like, Chris literally helped move the stuff from their truck inside the house. And I was oh, like, gosh. well, if we're helping to do it, <laughs> like, yeah, that is definitely a no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, it's, it's not what's it's like stopped me or deterred me from, t- from tipping anybody, but I just didn't know that was a thing. You know, yeah, I had no yeah. idea. And it was something that I would have never really thought about. But now reading this article, I'm like, well, crap, am I a shitty person because I haven't been tipping I know so who tips their um movers has anyone done this because I really want to know yes I really would like to know as well and to be honest like I even struggle with the whole food situation like because I mean a lot of times they're well for in in our experiences the kitchen is like one of the first things that they pack up so I can't cook them anything and then you know like the last time um, we ordered food and we ordered extra. They ended up taking it like at the end of the day, but not like during yeah. an actual yeah, meal time. Done. So yeah, we've done just, that. Yeah. It's things that make you go, Hmm. Because so, I kind of feel like it's rude if they're like sitting there and you're like all sitting around your table having your meal, but like, they're obviously not eating. I feel like, yes. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's rude. Like you're doing like a thing for us, even though like the military is paying you to do it. Like I don't, yes. we're taking up your lunchtime also, like not purposefully, but we are. And so I feel like, Hey, I could buy you a sandwich or offer you water or soda or something cold to drink, you know, like, I feel yes. like it's rude if I don't do that, but I'm like, I don't know about like straight up tipping. Like here's $30. Like, I don't know. This is kind of weird, you know? Right. Well, yeah. and the other thing, so the last time we moved from San Diego here to Beaufort, they had a bunch of different people. Um, like they had a lot of people in their moving crew or whatever. So yeah, um, we didn't really worry about food or anything with them because they would leave as needed. Yeah. Um, but I will say I learned something very insightful from the movers, um, because we always try to have a conversation with them. Otherwise I just feel like I'm sitting there staring at them and it's really weird. Weird. Awkward. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. the company that was assigned to us, they, um, there was one head guy that was in charge and it was basically like he was employed through that specific company. And then he almost had like sub employees that he hired himself and then paid them cash on the side oh like they oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. so i it, see i know so hmm. th- it's not like they were all hired um through the military it was like this one specific person was and then he like had these other individuals working under him so i thought that was really interesting because i just assumed that they were huh. all you know hired by the military yeah um interesting yeah so let us know if you tip (laughs) yeah I want to know if someone like tips like money you know I think a lot of people do the like water or food thing but like yeah I want to know if people have tipped money before and then like what do you do how do you do it you just like hand the dude 
20 bucks or like what? I don't know. You know, because right, then like, I think about it and I'm like, well, is it offensive if you tip them, but you don't tip them enough? Like, and like, how much is enough? So like, yeah, seriously, you guys, if you've done this, please tell us. Cause I think we both want to know, like, how do we, we have lots you... of questions? We have all the questions. Oh, okay. So the next one says the power of craft. Um, and it goes on to talking about loving or hating crafting and, if you're part of any military spouse Facebook group, um, oh. you will clearly see this part of it. And it's talking about spouses who are crafty and spouses that either love it or they hate it. So I myself yeah. am a very crafty person. So if I see other crafty people, I'm like, yes, you <laughs> go, girl. Um, but I have also seen so many people that are like, oh, my God, another craft person. Great. <laughs> Hey, um, I love all you crafty people out there. So keep that shit up. You know, like <laughs> I'm about it. I'm not, man. I'm not. Hey, you want me to sew on a Girl Scout badge? Hey, I can sew on a Girl Scout badge. I can whip that bad boy out. No problem. Um, and in fact, I do it for a couple of the girls in the troop. And of course I do Rosie's, you know, I'm like, give me the badges, give me the vest. I'll sew them on for you. That's about as far as my crafty goes, though. You know, like, and if you're the crafty person, I'm the one hitting you up like, hey, can you make me this sticker? <laughs> hey, can you make this? Hey, could you make this shirt? I'll pay you. Like, I'm going to order it from you for real. But like, yeah, I, no, I like that stuff. Like, keep it up. If that's like your thing, you know, and like people make money yeah. on the side and stuff like that to help like supplement income or whatever, like, do you. Don't yep. even, I don't, I don't even care about people who get all upset about that. Like, Hey, you don't like it. Then get off this page. You know what I'm saying? Well, like exactly. Oh my gosh. Funny, really quick, funny side story about like getting off of the page and getting off of people posts. So I am a full-time dental assistant and posted in this dental assistant group that I'm part of the other day when I was going through my menstrual cycle, it was like the first day and I had horrible cramps and mind you, I've like never experienced this before in my life. And I got on there and I posted and I was like, man, I feel like women should be able to take a day off every month during their menstrual cycle. No questions asked. And a girl got on there and was like, why? And then put an eye roll emoji. And I was like, well, Ew. the eye roll wasn't really necessary. Um, and I was like, but the cramps that I just experienced were really, it made it really hard to focus hundred percent at work. And yeah. she was like, well, you know, you're not, I experience it too. And that's not going to change my opinion. So you just need to keep on moving or get off this post or something. And I was like, this is my post. Like you just keep on moving if you don't yeah. like it. She blocked me. <laughs> what? Okay. Bye. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, golly. Exactly. That's so cool. that is my point. If you do not like it, just keep scrolling. You don't have to say anything. Just keep on scrolling. Yeah. And you know, some people really are doing it. Like I have a, a friend of mine who, well, let's be honest. A lot of my friends are crafty. You, my best friend, super crafty. <laughs> um, I mean, I know like my, my sister-in-law, she's super crafty. Like we're going to her baby shower and she made all of her stuff herself. Just super crafty. She's not a military spouse. My brother's not in the military, neither is she, but um, super crafty, right? And then I know a couple of military spouses that have like certain things they're very crafty with. Like one of the wives, she's makes these beautiful like stained glass plates in frames, just absolutely oh, beautiful wow. pieces of artwork. And then I have other crafty friends who do things like, um, you know, make um, what is it when they do the cups? Oh, you the know? tumblers, like the yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They like can the like 
I have I know two people that can put literally whatever you want on a tumbler and then they seal it and do all yep. of that stuff, you know, like the glitter and yeah, all that. Yeah, all that. And they like to put it on a turner and whatever. And then like yep. our friend, she's got a sublimation printer. I don't even know what that is, but she's like <laughs> super excited about it all the time. And like she just does all of the crafty things, you know, like my best friend, she does all the crafty things, makes stuff. She's got that heat press thing and like, all, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I'm all about it. Like, do your thing. And what I've noticed about one of the girls, um, her husband's in the Navy, uh, is that the, it's really where she, it's her job. Like, she's a stay-at-home mom, um, but she runs her own little design business and makes, like, custom order stuff for people, all kinds of stuff. And it's just her job. It's what she does. She, I mean, she's a stay-at-home mom um, with her two kids, you know, but they're getting older and they're starting school, both of them. And, you know, so like this is, she's kind of ramped up her business here recently. And, uh, but it's a real thing for her. She takes vacations and she tells people I'm going to be on vacation these days. So I'm not going to be sending out any orders. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a full on thing for her. And for some people it's their business and it's just the way they, um, like they do, she does it and it's how she pays for the extras, right? It's the extras things. Um, like Rosie's Girl Scout Troop is going to the Great Wolf Lodge. Well, her business helps pay for the extra portion of the family wanting to go with the troop to the Great Wolf Lodge, right? So she yeah, uses which is that. Awesome. Yeah, and she uses that business as her like her side, right? Like she just recently got a tattoo. She uses the money that she's earned from her business to do that, you know. So like, yes. I don't know. Some people are crafty. Some people aren't. All I know is in this military community. You're going to know someone crafty somewhere, and I bet you you know someone who can make whatever it is you're asking for. <laughs> Absolutely. Heck yeah. It's out there. It is out there. All right. So the next one, which is an interesting enough topic because we kind of talked about it um, in our last couple episodes, how much we love slash hate X duty station. <laughs> so we talked about, you know, uh, recruiting duty and drill instructor last time, yep. which those are usually some of the most hated, um, duty stations. Um, and I will say having lived in 29 Palms, I feel like I can relate to this one a lot because when we moved to 29 Palms, everybody was talking about how awful it was, how much they hated it, how there was nothing to do and, um, just all of this other stuff. And it, has ended up being one of my favorite duty stations. Yes, I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. Um, (laughs) Simply because, again, I think we made the best of it. We had some of the best neighbors, um, which I think really, really helped. And I will say 29 Palms did a fan when we were there, did a fantastic job about having family oriented things to do. So I will say if you are a single person in 29 Palms, it's probably not going to be the greatest place and you're probably not going to love it. Um, But for us as a family with a young child, I loved it Um, because we just, like I said, there was so much there for us to do. Um, And I think the military really realized that, Hey, nobody wants to go to 29 Palms. So, you know, let's make it what we can. Um, and try to get people to at least partially enjoy the time that they're there. It's funny because <clears throat> I'm not a fan of 29 Palms, but I've only been there for training, which is probably <laughs> why. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I've liked 
uh, with the exception of North Carolina, I've liked all of my TV stations. We were in California for a long time, and then I've been to Okinawa twice. And it's not, um, it's not like Lejeune that I don't like. It's, it's just I'm, I, I'm from California. My whole family's in California. I'm just like a West Coast kind of person. So being on the East Coast is just a little, not my style, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's funny because I think on like in the military and active duty side, we have this saying, and um it goes the worst duty station slash like unit the worst unit really that you've been with is the one you're currently at and the best duty station or the best unit you've ever been with is the one you just left and so it's so true because um so I think like active duty members have the same thing like you know my favorite duty station the duty station I hate the most Right. Um, but I by was unit. wondering about that. Yeah. I think it's by unit. So like, um, so I just left uh, an artillery regiment. And while I was there, I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm so ready for a change. I'm so <laughs> ready to leave. And it was like nothing to do with the unit. But like when you're with a unit for quite a long time, you just get to a point where you're like, okay, time to move on. Yes. Um, and so you essentially like at the end of every rotation, you're like, I cannot wait to get the F out of here. I'm so done with this place. I hate it. This is the worst. And like, you find yourself telling people like, don't come to this unit, you know? And then right. you check into your new unit and I'm like, no, I had a great time when I was with that <laughs> unit. It was great. You know? And it's like, you ha- that happens like no matter, like everywhere you go. Um, Cause you know, when you're there and you're doing the work, it's stressful and uh, you yes. don't really get to sit and enjoy the fun things about it. But then you look back later and you're like, no, that really was, it really was a good time. I really kind of miss those people or miss that specific right. thing. Cause then you realize you've moved into something that maybe you're not such an expert on and you miss the area of just knowing what was coming and yes. knowing the answers, you know? Yeah, which is also rough about moving, right? That was one of the oh reasons my gosh, yes. that North Carolina has kind of had to grow on me because when we moved, I knew not, nothing. I'd been to North Carolina for training um, and for a couple schools, and that's about it. But I didn't know, like, the area. I didn't know where to live. I didn't know, you know, so we chose to live on base, which I think is another one of the five things, right? On base <laughs> or off base. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's just it, North Carolina is growing on me. But, of course, when we leave – whenever that might be, it's definitely not in the next three years, but, uh, I think it'll be a lot like, well, it wasn't so bad, even though right, right. now I'm like, I, I just want, I want orders out of here. I want to go to California. I want to go somewhere else. But when we leave, I'm, I'm definitely going to, I know I'm going to be like, well, it wasn't that bad. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> we well, had, a, there were a lot of good things at that place, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it is, it's, I feel like it is hard to see that when it's right in front of you. Yeah. And the other thing about us with 29 Palms that I feel like we kind of had working to, I guess, a little bit of our advantage is that we were only there for a year and a half. So we were supposed to be there for three years and then he ended up getting orders. Um, so somebody in his unit was supposed to go um, down to San Diego to the boxer, to the USS boxer. Mm-hmm. And um, like last minute, they found out that he was not able to do it. And so it came down to Dustin and another guy in his unit in 29 Palms that were, that had all the qualifications or requirements or whatever. Yeah. And it literally came down to a coin flip and Dustin lost. (laughs) (laughs) So he ended up going down to San Diego. So obviously we went with him. So 
you know, had we been there for three years, maybe I wouldn't have the outlook on it that I did. Um, or maybe, maybe I still would, maybe it would be even better. I don't really know, but the fact that we were only there for a year and a half, maybe, like I said, we kind of had that working to our advantage because it was such a short time and we didn't, we didn't really have that time to be like, Oh my God, I'm so ready to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody reaches that point too. Like no matter where you are, because you know, I'm from California and we spent 10 years on the West coast station in various places around on on Camp Pendleton and around Camp Pendleton, just some other bases down there. Um, and so we spent quite a bit of time there, but even towards the end, I was kind of like, I'm ready for something different. I'm ready for something new. Like, let's go overseas. Let's go to Okinawa. Like we have a kid. It's going to be a blast for her. You know, we'll have a car. It's like the first time I went there, I didn't have any of that, but I, I knew from the first time I went that it was just a fun place to be. And so I wanted to go back. Um, but even being in the place that I want to get back to now, I was like towards the end kind of going, okay, I'm kind of ready for a little change of pace here. We can come back, you know, like I definitely yes. want to come back, but I'm ready for a little bit of a change. Um, So even sometimes being in a place that you really enjoy and you really like, like I love being in Okinawa, but I'll tell you at the end of that three years, I was like, <laughs> get me back to the United States for a little while, you know, like yes. it was just time. So yeah, I don't know. Yep. And well, this is a good segue into our next one because our next topic is living on base versus off base. Um, and when we were in 29 Palms, we lived on base. Um, Uh and actually where we lived was not like, uh, the norm of where the enlisted folk live. (laughs) Uh Um, so it was like this, um, there was like four streets kind of right next to each other. And we had like officers, enlisted enlisted officers well they were trying to turn it all into officer housing but they couldn't really kick us out because we had already been there but when you sign a contract leaving, yeah yep yeah but when people were leaving um they were only putting officers in there so yeah we lived on base in 29 palms which we loved um that is definitely so we did live out in town in 29 palms when we first got there the electricity is so crazy expensive. It was not worth it. So we yeah. ended up moving on base. Um, but the wait list, oh my God, the wait list out there is ridiculous because yeah. everybody is trying to live on base. Um, and then when we went to San Diego, um, we lived on base. Now, I it's not technically on base, but we lived in military housing. So they had their, um, because it was a naval base. So they had their like on yeah. base, off base housing. Yeah. Talk about a shit show. <laughs> yeah, that, that housing down there was always a little crazy because my sister-in-law um, yes. lived down there when her husband was in the Navy. And it was always just a little bit like because it wasn't on the base. It was just yes. like a military housing neighborhood. I always felt like people just kind of like run amok, you know, I'm yes, like, what they is did. going on down here? Yes. Like, yes. Well, and it's like it all crazy. the branches. Of- yeah. And all the ranks are all intertwined. So it's not like where you have, you know, certain ranks at this place and certain ranks at that place. And, yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, like the people next to us, they had four kids. Um, the people like up the street probably had like seven. There were kids running around all the time. And the houses, I mean, they were duplexes and they were right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so if we ever, well, I mean, we did go back to San Diego and we did not live in base housing when we went yeah. back. Um, so that's definitely one place I would be like, absolutely do not live on base. Nope. Well, we lived when we were in, in California, we, we never lived on base. Um, we owned a home, right? We bought our house yes. there in Vista. So we owned our home, which turned out to be a good investment Oh my gosh. <clears throat> for us. I was literally thinking that. I was like, that was one of the best investments you guys ever made. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, and it just worked out well for us, like how we, how we kind of went about that. It just seemed to work out well. Um, and then of course, when we went to Okinawa, you, you have like an 80% chance you're living on base. Um, so we lived on base, which was fantastic. I mean, we lived on one of the smaller bases. Um, uh, we lived on Camp Shields, which is actually the Navy CB base. And a lot of people don't even know oh. that it exists. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and so was, was that because of your orders or his orders? Because so, you guys didn't have orders at the same place, right? Right. So it was a combination, um, like the way they prioritize housing there and how they determine the area you're housed in is based off of one, your rank, and then two, where you'll be stationed. So like if you're stationed in a northern camp, then your housing is more towards the north and you have a primary location for housing and an alternate location for housing. Um, And so our primary location for housing was um, up north because of my orders. Cause I have had, I have a dependence. Um, but then we were like, no, 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 we're dual active duty. Like you have to consider where he works, which right. was one of the central bases. And so, um, we got, and then he ended up, um, not working on camp foster, which is like the main Marine base down there, like the biggest hub Marine base. And he ended up working on Kadena, which is the air base. Um, and so we got a letter from the command stating that he would be working on the air base for at least, you know, for the majority of the time that we lived there and were right. stationed there. So we ended up getting um, housing on our alternate location, which was on Kadena. And they consider Camp Shields housing like part of the Kadena housing because oh, okay. they're so close to one another. Um, and so that's how we ended up there, which I think was totally fantastic. And honestly, when uh, we went to Okinawa, I was an enlisted Marine and then I got selected for a warrant officer and I went to school and came back. We should have moved after I came back. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We saw, we had um, Chris's lieutenant that he worked for um, and his wife, his wife worked at the daycare that Rosie went to. They invited us over for dinner. Um, one night and we went and saw the officer housing and I was like, I'm absolutely not moving and I'm never going into the housing office and all the housing there is done by the air force. So like, they don't know if you're getting promoted as a Marine. Um, so I just never went into the office and was like, I'm an officer now. You guys should really move me because I'm living in a place that's outside my pay grade. Um, which honestly I didn't really care. Um, that stuff doesn't bother me. Right. I, I could care less about stuff like that. Um, but I guess technically we were supposed to have moved cause you know, that's kind of like one of the things they don't like that, like, 
type of interaction, I guess, that sounds yeah. really bad. Do you understand what I'm saying, though? Yep, like absolutely. Not, like, yeah, because people then start to, like, question things, you know what I mean? Like, yes. oh, is that the right group of people for you to be hanging around? Like, they're yep. people. Come on, you know? Exactly. Um, they're human beings, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, like, I don't – I could care less, you know? And um, honestly, I had more in common with, like, the staff and CEOs than I did with some 23-year-old brand-new lieutenant to the Marine Corps. Right. No, I, no, I don't want that dude to be my neighbor. Sorry. Exactly. Um, so we just never moved and we stayed in the enlisted housing that we were originally put in when we got there. And I was like, I don't give a crap. I'm not moving. Um, plus I also just moved around the world and I was like, no, thanks for moving down the street. Like hard hard pass on that. No, thank Um, you. (laughs) And then when we moved to North Carolina, we didn't really know the area. So we just applied for base housing. Um, so North, oh, Camp Lejeune base housing was a, has been a royal pain in my butt. Um, but yeah, we just recently moved. Oh, dude. So when we, <laughs> oh, when we first got to North Carolina, Hurricane Florence came through and like destroyed oh 90% God, that's of right. base I housing. About that. We, since we've been in North Carolina, we've been here for just over three years now or almost exactly three years. We've lived in three different houses now. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about the hurricane. Yeah. The hurricane destroyed our first house, literally destroyed it. The um, kitchen ceiling was on the floor when we came back into the area in our yep. master bedroom ceiling half of the ceiling was on the floor and then rosie's room had two inches of standing water on the floor of the room um five days after the hurricane passed so everything that she left on her custom pictures yeah everything she left on the floor when we when we (gasps) evacuated essentially um was soaking wet and luckily luckily it was like a air mattress so no big deal we just bought a we just bought a carpet but like we just dried that out and used our carpet cleaner and then she had some clothes on the floor, which we just washed, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they destroyed our first house from the hurricane. And then the second house we lived in, we just simply outgrew it. Plus, it had a bunch of maintenance issues because of how old it was. It was just a mess. Like, we had to have a whole new air conditioning system installed and everything. And so now we're in the third house. Um, <laughs> the final house? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. And, you know, like, when, when, um, when we were – got orders to stay here, like, originally – um, a while back I was like I want to move off base because you literally can live on the beach out there you know what I mean yeah. like it's kind of affordable and so I was like I want to live closer to the water like if we're going to stay here I want to get on the water I really want to get closer to that and um, and then COVID happened and I'm like nope we're not doing that because I don't want to change <laughs> schools and you know what I mean because that would have just complicated things so yeah. here we are in another in our third um, on-base house um, and it's been really convenient for us in North Carolina I literally am a five minute drive from my office. So from like from my office parking lot to my house is five minutes. Um, And then the girls go to school and daycare off the same road. And we live at one end of the road. The opposite end of the road is Emma's daycare and the hospital for the base. Wow. Yeah. So like we're kind of in a really good location in base housing. And I guess, you know, some of that really plays into whether you should or shouldn't live on base. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, for a long time, though, we were anti-living on base housing. We were like, absolutely not. (laughs) We'll never live in base housing. And then we just had the best experience in Okinawa living in base housing. And then North Carolina hasn't been the best experience. But the fact that I don't have to pay for sewer, trash, water, electricity, like I don't have to pay for any of that. I don't have to pay for maintenance on a house, upkeep on the house. Like they come and do it when you put in the service request, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it just definitely has its benefits. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the things that I think you really have to weigh whenever you're trying to figure out should you or should you not live on base. Yeah. And even if you live on base, just till you're comfortable with the area, you know, like start out there, get comfortable with the area, um, you know, and and then make your decision. That was initially why we lived on base in Lejeune was to get comfortable with the area because we both were like, oh, we don't know how far this is from the base. And then we were like, well, we don't know where on the base we're going to be working. Right. Um, so like maybe it's a five minute drive to the gate, but which gate, you know, cause right. on Lejeune, that really makes a difference, you know? Yep. So. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really dependent. I don't know. I wouldn't say one is better than the other. They both have their, they both have their goods and bads for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So the last one, and if you go and look at the article, these are kind of out of order and we did it for a very specific reason. Um, the last one that we're going to talk about is protocol, protocol, protocol. So (laughs) (laughs) we actually had a listener request, um, ask us to do an episode on ball etiquette basically. Um, and that's a big thing that this protocol, protocol, protocol is talking about is ball etiquette. Um, so we wanted to save that for last because we are going to do an additional episode um, all about ball etiquette because ball season is getting ready to be upon us. Um, but one of the things that I can say now <laughs> mm-hmm. is that um, I definitely think there is an etiquette that should be mm-hmm. followed. Um, I definitely think the younger generation, um, which makes me feel really old, like I'm yeah. dating myself, but I definitely <laughs> think that the younger generation, um, is kind of trying to like a lot of other things that are happening in the world, kind of trying to like break that mold of that etiquette. Um, and you know, do things a little bit differently as far as like dresses are concerned and things like that. Yeah. Um, and there, I feel like it's definitely a time and a place for that, but I'm not so sure that the ball is that time and that place. Um, and that's from a spouse's point of view, like as a military yeah. member, you know, I don't know what, like how you guys feel about that. Like if someone shows up to your Marine Corps ball in a two piece dress, like, how are you going to feel about that? You know, does it bother you? Does it not bother you? What is the reasoning for like not doing that? Well, I mean, I know the reasoning, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like I think it used to bother me a lot more when I was younger um, because there's a real sense of like, well, okay. So, I mean, our experience obviously is a Marine Corps ball. So just, you know, be, know that, right. We, yes. I've, I don't, I've not been to like an army ball or a Navy right. thing or whatever. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know those experiences, but I would imagine they're similar. Um, so I think the two things I would say is like, um, one, when you go to the ball, just remember that like they're set with, um, traditions, right. Yeah. They're set with traditions and, um, Sorry, I'm like, I'm visiting my aunt, and so we have to go in a few minutes. She's like, I'm going to remind me that we got to go. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, That's real so life. just remember, yeah, remember that it's, like, there and set for traditions, and to honor the traditions and the history of the service, um, you know, and so you want to be respectful of that, right? Because every service has experienced some type of loss, and it's likely that some of the people in that room have experienced that. And this is one of the moments where they get to honor those people um, and those sacrifices that have been made, right? So just something to be conscious of. Um, 
And it used to really bother me because I felt like, hey, this is not the time for that. Um, and the right. thing I would say is like, you know, uh, you're going with your spouse to be in front of all of these people that they work for. Their boss is going to see you. Do you mm-hmm. want their boss seeing you in a very risque outfit? I don't know. You know, like, mm, maybe yeah. we need to rethink that. So I would say like, just you know, I know we're going to do a whole thing about it and probably get in more detail, but I would say like, if I had to stick with two things, it would be one, remember that we're honoring uh, a past and and traditions um, and people that can't be there anymore. And and two, is that the impression you want of your spouse's uh, boss to have of you? You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And before we wrap it up, the thing that I want to say is that, um, the ball as a spouse really isn't about us. Um, yeah. It's nice to, you know, get dressed up and get your hair done and your makeup done and all of that stuff. But the ball, it's not really about us. Um, like Candace said, it's about honoring those um, that have really paid the ultimate sacrifice. And um, that's something that I think people need to keep in mind a little bit more is like, it's not about who has the flashiest dress or who paid the most money for their dress or who's got the best yeah. hair or makeup. That's, that's not what it's about. Um, yeah. and like I said, we'll definitely get into that more in our next episode. Well, uh, these are some of like my favorite <laughs> topics to talk about. They're so debatable. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they are. <laughs> On base or off base? You know what I mean? Like, mm, right. did you like Okinawa? I hated Okinawa. I loved Okinawa. Yes. Like, holy, you know? Yeah. Yes. And any, like, if you would go to any spouse and ask these questions, it you would be su- probably not surprised, but you would learn that it is, all of these topics are very debatable. And, you yeah. know, what Candace and I are going to be talking about as far as ball etiquette, like, there's probably going to be people that do not agree with what we have to say. Um, but, you know, that's our opinion. Candace has been an active duty member for a long time. I've been a spouse for over 10 years now. Um, and I've, I have seen a lot and I know she's seen a lot. Um, and so we're honestly doing it to try to help you guys out because at the end of the day, like you're going to be the one that's making a fool of yourself. And is that really how you want your spouse's unit to remember you? Yeah. All right. Well, stay tuned for the next episode. Um, We will be doing our whole ball etiquette episode. Um, And thank you guys so much for being here with us today. And don't forget to uh, comment and let us know if you tip your movers because (laughs) we really need to know. We need to know.